Welcome to the Kids Stay in the Podcast, where movies shared serve each other differently. With your hosts, Isaac Altman and Hayden Miller, along with Ashley Miller and me, Mark A. Altman. And this week, holy Cape Crusaders, it's Batman week. And wow, I know that's going to be exciting because this is a show where Gen Z goes at it with Gen X, and I'm sure we have very different perspective on the history of the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight. So, uh, guys, are you big Batman fans? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a pretty big Batman well, Isaac, what, what 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 was your gateway into Batman? Was it the comics? Was it uh, uh, A to Z books? Was it uh, uh, the TV show? What what was the, what was your entry into Batman? Well, I always knew that Batman existed, but my first real step into that world was with the Adam West with the Adam West '60s show with Burt Ward and Cesar Romero and Jude, and of course Adam West. And, you know, just getting into that, watching that every day, especially the episodes with Green Hornet or King Tut or Egghead. And that was just, I think, an overall good way to go into that Batman universe. Isaac, you don't need to hold the microphone. You look like the guy, oh, the humanity, the Hindenburg, the people. It's like, oh, okay. And then I barfing mean, into the mic, which he yeah, did, see, which is great I if mean, you listen to the actual like recording. A, Old timey radio when they were doing the Batman serials and stuff. Yeah, they had to hold the mic up to their. But now we live with this great technology. You can just leave it on your desk like and about like six inches from your mic. Like talk straight at it. It'll just go like right over. Totally. Let's, let's just say I was doing the parody of the serials. Gotcha. Okay. okay the old radio drama. That's that's what we'll go with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And what about you, Caden? What What was your? Uh, how did you discover the Cape Crusader? Uh. I'm not really sure, honestly. Uh, I I think my earliest earliest memory of anything Batman related was playing with uh, my Batman and Superman toys, where I always mm. had Superman win because I was more of a Superman kid at the time. <laughs> really? Because I think Isaac's more of a Batman guy than a Superman guy, right? So you kind of have like, uh, what is it, the uh, the cafe, the villains cafe, going there? Uh, I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that one. Um, okay. I, I've leaned more towards Superman over the years, but we'll go with that for the sake of that. <laughs> I lean more towards Batman, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, that's that's okay, funny. So the versus still works. Crisscross. It still, it still works. <laughs> the end of so the episode, we'll fight to the death. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Little Strangers on the Train reference. So, uh, which which one day when we do Hitchcock Week, you guys will have to watch that. We'll, we'll make sure that you guys see that. Obviously, Batman has had a big uh, place in the movies uh, for many, many years. Uh, obviously, the character was introduced in Detective Comics, but uh, for a lot of people, uh, he got his start in movies. Uh, you know, people think, oh, the first time Batman came to the screen was in 1966 with Batman, but that's not correct, is it, Isaac? Uh, no, it was not. Batman's first theatrical release was a 1940s serial starring Lewis Wilson as the Caped Crusader that released in 1943. Now, there wasn't really any Batman villains like the Joker. I think it was just an evil cab driver, or that might have been the second Well, he fought the, he fought the Japanese helping the FBI. It wasn't quite... You know, in the spirit of uh, the Batman we know and love. I don't know how much detecting he did. I don't know how much dark knighting he did. Ashley, maybe you can elaborate. 
He didn't do any, but he did live <laughs> in a a really nice um, colonial, like out somewhere, and it looked like Sherman Oaks, I think. So, yeah, you know, maybe that was the Lewis- second cereal that it looked more like a nice little house in Sherman Oaks. And Lewis Wilson but- looked like he never missed a meal. Oh, yeah, he definitely didn't miss a meal. It was like, you know, like that podcast that uh, that, that Kevin Smith used to have, like Fat Man on Batman? Fat Man was Batman. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Robin was like 80. Yeah, it really was. But you know what? It ages you working with Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it does. That, <laughs> those serials gave us the Batcave, so. So, look, I know that, you know, I discovered Batman uh uh, when I get home from t- from school as a kid, I would watch Batman on Channel 11 in New York, uh, the Adam West Batman. I loved it. I still love it today. I was thrilled when the beautiful Blu-ray set came out. Uh, how, 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 how do you guys feel about, you know, that, that great Batman movie, uh, Batman 66, and uh, the TV series? Is that Batman to you? A lot of people who are true believers, sorry, Stan, don't really uh, uh, wrong, wrong fr- uh, franchise, but... Um, don't really love that Batman because they feel it makes fun of it. I I loved it. What about you, Isaac? Well, I very much love the Adam West series. It's different and it's campy, but I don't necessarily consider it making fun of Batman because that's really what it was at the time during the 50s and early 60s with the Comics Code Authority censoring a lot of darkness and violence that was in comics. So it was... Under it was explaining the time, and yeah, it, it kind of got a little too silly at times, but that was the joy of it, and that's what made it fun. But you love that mustache, that Cesar Romero <laughs> mustache, right? Of What's course. that to love? Of course. Okay. It's the and, what about, and what about you, Caden? Were you a fan of uh, the TV series or Batman 66 at all? Or uh, did, did, I've honestly never watched them, but I, I have done some research into them, and I honestly, like, I don't mind the campy style i honestly think like if it's done right it can definitely work with pretty much any character honestly no this is interesting so you're not familiar with it so like if i said some days you just can't get rid of a bomb would you know what that meant or would yeah you're talking about bob Iger. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) little disney reference there from ashley sorry so you you would visit you know there's this uh, amazing scene in Batman 66, which you're really going to have to see, where um, uh, Batman uh, finds a bomb when he's looking for uh, the villains. And he doesn't want to, uh, he's trying to get rid of it. But everywhere he goes, there's something where he can't throw it because he can hurt an innocent thing. And it gets to the point where he's about to throw it in the water, but then he sees a bunch of ducks and he can't throw it. And then finally, he finds it just as it's about to explode. He, he, you know, throws it into the water and it explodes. But, you know, the, and then he says famously, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And, uh, of course, you know, this is when the penguin steals a submarine and is going to turn the, um, uh, the head of all, all the countries in the UN, which was called the United World Organization, into uh, powder, right? UW. The what? The UW. The UW. Thank you. So anyway, okay. Well, look, that that's that's one interpretation of Batman. It's one that I have a lot of love for. Isaac and I, when Isaac was much younger, we used to watch it all the time. We loved it. Um, it's. It, I think it's a great way for kids to get um, 
an introduction to the character who aren't necessarily reading the comic books. For me, it was also, I'm sure it was for you too, Super Friends, Ashley, uh, the Super Friends cartoon. Super Friends, definitely. I mean, just to kind of hit the, the Batman 66 of it all, when I was a kid at first, I really liked it. And I liked the main title sequence on Batman 66. And I thought mm. I liked that movie. In, and this, the the, uh, the 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 series in, until I learned Batman's origin story, and then I realized that it was bullcrap and not Batman, and I hated it. I mean, I get why you guys dig it, but I'm like, every time somebody says Kate Crusader, a little part of me dies inside. I think that's why I never exposed Kate into it quite unfairly, because usually my philosophy is I don't try to push my feelings about things onto onto him. I let right. them kind of find their own stuff, but there is a, but look, I mean, I don't, for, for what it is like, it's good, you know, it just, but as Batman, it just, it didn't work for me, but by the same token, super friends, I also thought was like a whole different thing when I was a little kid, like when we were little kids. Meanwhile, like, at the hall of, hall justice. of justice, like, you know, the, the, like there's something about that that just felt like, okay, well, this is like a superhero show and that's great. And the reality is it's ridiculous, but there were a couple of great animated Batman series um, that uh, existed in the, in the seventies long before, you know, we get to something else that I'm sure will come up. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was always, you know, there was one version of it where Adam West was the voice of Batman. And I thought that yeah. was great because he when was he the live Scooby action Doo. Batman, even they though it wasn't Scooby Batman, Doo. not cool Batman at all, but still. He met Scooby-Doo. He did meet Scooby-Doo. And who doesn't want to meet Scooby-Doo? Everyone. Except maybe Mindy Kaling. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, now I feel your father has done you an injustice because every young boy should have the opportunity to see Julie Newmar as Catwoman. That's so. True. I think that uh, sadly uh, you you missed out on that, but it's not too late to make it up to. Um, this is a family that, podcast. It's a family <laughs> podcast. Is it though? I mean, yeah. literally it is, but it, it's a family affair. Okay, I'm not going to sing because I want to keep don't. all by the way. Listeners. I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out something that I'm sure we can explore at, at some later date. But randomly today, I came across an outline for a feature film written by William Dozier uh, called Batman Meets Godzilla, mm. which was a, a feature film that he was proposing where the, it's the uh, sequel to Batman 66, like where it's. Batman literally goes to Japan and meets Godzilla. Well, that would Did be you perfect. Know? You got the Batman for Isaac and the superhero, and then you got the kaiju for Caden. It's exactly. the perfect film for our kids. It totally is. Unfortunately, you know, obviously it never got made, but my God, the possibilities. Mm, yeah, well, it's not too late. It's not too late. Legendary should be making in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well uh, yeah. Batman. Batman's always had a long history of canceled movies, of course. There's the Tom Mankiewicz Batman movie, uh, mm. Batman Year One by Darren Ar Aronofsky, I think. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky, yeah. yeah. Um, having having read Darren, Aronof Darren Aronofsky's Wolverine script, I, I'm not sure that, you know, we didn't dodge a bullet with that, but... It, it was, it, the, his Year One was an interesting script. It, it was, it was certainly interesting. Huh. Interesting. I feel like suddenly we've taken a turn into best movies that never, best movies, best never, movies made. never made or yeah, movies is, that we're glad didn't, but yeah. <laughs> movies we're glad weren't made. That's right. Yeah. There's a podcast well, for you. Suck on that, Josh Miller. Sorry. Now, 
neither of you guys, you know, uh, obviously Superman debuts in 1978 and big budget uh, 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 superhero movies are in in a big way. It's amazing that it takes another 10 years for Batman to reach the screen in 1989's uh, Batman, uh, directed by Tim Burton. I'd like you to handle this operation personally. Me? Nice outfit. Hold on a second. I can't make it then either. I've got a very important meeting today. Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! What are you? Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Alfred, let's go shopping. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. I feel a little drunk. And you're not anything. Hey, one drink and I'm flying. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Uh, you guys weren't alive, but you can't imagine the pomp and circumstance and how much Batman was a pop culture phenomenon. I'm trying to, it was the Taylor Swift of its time. It was. Now that's yeah. a good metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty staggering. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing the bat symbol. And, um, and it, it's funny. It was one, I, it was the first uh, casting, uh, uh, you know, like now everybody goes on, Twitter or X and or Instagram, they all or YouTube and say, Oh, how could they cast so-and-so as Mr. Fantastic? Or how could they cast this? But that was the first time I remember people freaking out when Michael Keaton got cast as Batman. You remember that Ash? Oh God. Yes. I, I remember when that hit, like just the, you know, uh, all of my friends were just horrified that it was going to be Mr. Mom. But I, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I was kind of intrigued by the choice because, you know, reading between the lines, what Tim Burton always said was he wanted to cast somebody that you believe was crazy enough to dress up as a bat. And mm. I thought, you know what? Michael Keaton maybe could. Like, I actually, even though I would never watch it under any other circumstances, I remember renting clean and sober right, just, just to, to see, see what he was like in a mm. dramatic one. I was like, oh, yeah, he's... He could get nuts. I did the same thing. Clean Server was this movie that Michael Keaton did. His first, because he, we knew him. He, you know, he did Mr. Mom and he did Night. Uh, you know, Gung he did Ho and Night Shift he, and Night Shift, and and so we knew him as this, you know really wild comedian. You know, and so Clean Sober was like the first serious thing. And you said, oh, oh, I could see him playing Batman, and of course he did in two movies. And uh, you know, he's, he's pretty. Three. Oh yeah, I guess if you count the Flash, which I don't, um, it's yeah. uh, he's and and Batgirl never got released, so we don't count that either. So uh, he's he's pretty great in those two. Caden, tell us about the Tim Burton era of Batman. Are you a fan? Yeah, no. Uh, Batman and Batman Returns were my, I believe they were my first two Batman films. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Uh, yeah, and I think Batman Returns is. I'm I'm not saying it's the best Batman film, but it's my favorite. I've been down here too long. It's time for me to ascend. 
From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. save this city is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do. While she craves a romance she can sink her claws into. You're getting into a girl. He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Gotham! one i've watched the most right and I, I just find those films so entertaining but also like really good at the same time like they have a like i like the tone i feel like it has a, a nice it's like it, it's a nice mix of like action and like but also being serious at the same time the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because i know ashley uh that's your favorite batman film isn't it yeah i mean yes i mean look it's it's i here's a great thing about batman um, Batman is is open to many different interpretations, and and Tim Burton did something you know very different that frankly changed superhero films pretty much forever, uh, and made uh, you know the the current glut of Marvel films frankly possible. It made Spider possible. It made X Men possible. Uh, it, it just the the list goes on and on simply because he broke out of the mold that uh, that that Richard Donner had set with with Superman. And whether you love those movies or don't love those movies, um, without those movies, uh, you know, the, the genre as we know it would be quite different because he, he broke out of what you're expected to do. Um, you know, the uh, Batman 89 recently, when they did the, the remaster, uh, it's, you know, Batman 89 was a little bit like uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture in the sense that it was sent to the theaters wet. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have time to complete the sound mix. There was a lot of stuff they didn't have time to complete. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the edit was complete, but it was not a complete film. So when they remastered it, they went back, they actually did the full sound mix. Um, and uh, they actually did, you know, original sound design elements that Burton had planned and never done. 
And the interesting thing about it was how, you know, the movie in its theatrical run at times played stagey because of the sound. And there was a lot of, you know, stock sound. But once the, the, once the, uh, the, the new sound mix was in it, suddenly that staginess just evaporated. It becomes a completely different film. But I have to say, I love Batman Returns. Um, it is, I, I want to say, God, it's, I hate to say that it's not my favorite Batman film, um, but it is, uh, it is quite beloved. Uh, because I just think that it's incredibly emotional and interesting and is very interested in who he is as a person mm-hmm. and how screwed up he is uh, and how screwed up Catwoman is and how screwed up everybody is. And it just takes a lot of guts to make a big blockbuster about people having insane identity issues. Interesting. Well, it's really interesting to hear you talk about the sound mix because I have to say, I am in the minority. I was never a fan of the 89 Batman, I was very disappointed when it opened. And Isaac and I watched it again recently. And I have to say, I do feel that the 4K with the new sound mix, I liked it a lot more than I've ever liked it. So that new sound mix absolutely mm-hmm. helps. But I always felt the movie very claustrophobic because of mm-hmm. you know the, the sets, which are very imaginative, but it always felt you know soundstage bound. And to me, Batman, what I loved about Batman, because I loved the comics growing up, um, I, I felt like, what was great about the comics is it always felt real and gritty and um, you know, Tim Burton's world is so um, a fantasy phasmagoria that it didn't feel true to what I loved. The same way people get upset about Batman 66. I kind of felt like Tim Burton's Batman movies weren't true to the comics. Um, And I'm, I really don't like, I get why people love it. I really don't like Batman Returns. I'm in that camp that feels it's really mean spirited. And any movie, superhero movie that starts with parents abandoning their baby in a river. I mean, you know, it's not Moses, it's Danny DeVito. And uh, <laughs> well, if you had Danny DeVito, I mean, you, you know. And, and uh, I love Christopher Walken, but even that, it's the beginning of like piling on as many villains as we can. And of course, Michelle Pfeiffer is luminous and brilliant and wonderful and all the scenes she's in come to life. But I, I'm not a fan of the movie. It's so dark and unpleasant, but it is an amazing that a, a big studio blockbuster, uh, you know, it is truly a vision. It's not like today's big studio blockbusters. It is a Tim Burton film. And for that, I give it a lot of credit, even though it's not my personal taste. Isaac, Tim Burton era, what's your thoughts? I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> you have thoughts. I know yes, you do. All right. Uh, I guess. I guess I get to go into them. Uh, I am more. I'm also in the minority where I don't necessarily like the Tim Burton movies. Don't get me wrong. I respect them. I respect them immensely. Without them, we wouldn't have Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited, or anything that we have now. So I absolutely respect those first two movies. But I. I don't like them. I. I. I kind of like. Batman 89, but I I don't really like Batman Returns. I will never really like a Batman who just kills callously without any remorse or thoughts, unless unless it's a part of the character and it's brought up. But I I just, when he smiles and then after sticking dynamite on a clown and then throwing him into the sewer as he blows up, it's just Kate and I were like, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I understand why people might think it's awesome, but as someone who's 
grown up reading stories where Batman will never kill. It's just, it, it's a weird change for me. And of course, I do enjoy Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and I like Michael Keaton as Batman, but I don't really see the need for Vicky as she is in the story. And I especially don't like how one of Joker's main motivations is falling in love with someone. It's just, it, it just doesn't feel like the Joker to me. You know what we and, can all agree on, though? Danny Elfman is awesome. Of course, of course. Yes. That, that, yeah. That's something we all agree on. Yeah. And we can probably not agree, agree that Joel Schumacher... Uh, <laughs> I think so. See, we're finding common ground. The internet right. doesn't have to be a place for hate. We, we, we can find common ground. I think we could all agree that Joel Schumacher films are terrible. Kill the heroes! The hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill! George Clooney. I'm not the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't, doesn't quite cover it. Chris O'Donnell. Come join me. My garden needs tending. She loves me and not you, and it's driving you crazy. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. Guess we just have to kill her. In a Joel Schumacher film. Strength and courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Freedom and justice. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Is that true, Caden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's good about them? Let, let's look for the... Yeah, that's true. Let, yeah. Don't, don't give in to hate. Well, tell us the good stuff. What, what's good about him, Isaac? It tries to do Robin. A lot of movies are scared to do Robin now. At least it tried. It did it horribly, but it tried. And that's, that's. I mean, good. Robin does, should be in more projects. Otherwise, we don't get Nightwing or the rest of the Bat family. Mm. And I, uh, what else? What else is good? Uh, they mentioned Superman and Batman and Robin. They, uh, they say Superman exists in that universe. Mm. Um, they also mentioned Metro Metropolis in... Uh in uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. So, I thought I mean, you'd be halfway to Metropolis by now. See, I watch this stuff too much. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have the headcanon that it's Nicolas Cage's Superman who exists in, that, in the Schumacher universe. I, I, I think that fits. <laughs> That's your headcanon? No doubt. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, um, what, what about you, Caden? You, what, what what, what's good about the Schumacher films, if anything? Uh, Tell us about the hockey team from hell. Um, I did not, uh, have feelings of regret every single time Mr. Freeze made a pun. <laughs> <laughs> and what? I didn't, I didn't hate what they also, I didn't hate what they tried to do with Mr. Freeze. Like there's an idea there with like him trying to like basically help out his 
wife who's been frozen pretty much. And it like it, it's like they're trying to make a character there and he could be really interesting. It's just But that- just forget about that watch Hard Ice on Batman the animated series and you'll get that story but good but well and it, right. and it it founded Mr. Freeze. It, it's funny how the Tim Burton Batman Batman movies basically influenced and created Batman the animated series and then the Schumacher films took so much from the Batman animated series. Yeah, we'll have to watch the uh, the Mr. Freeze episode of uh, Batman the Animated Series, Caden, um, Heart of Ice, which is what really established that. Because I think you're right. You kind of, you know, you you correctly identified a really great idea um, that uh, uh, that that the animated series kind of identified. And, yeah, and I think the late Michael Reeves wrote that. Yeah, and Michael and Sarah was the voice of uh, Mr. Freeze. Yes, and he was terrific because Michael and Sarah is always terrific whether it's buck rogers or star trek it doesn't matter we need um, no urging find, to watch batman <laughs> no what i find interesting trek. about the the animated series doing all that though is that um uh i i can tell you like i i had an opportunity to talk to to bruce tim at one point and one of the things we discussed was his very strong feeling that while the bat family works in the context of the comics the second that you put it on film it's silly Mm. And he's not wrong, I think. That's um, interesting. You know that uh, that you know the the once you kind of buy into the the reality of Batman in a in a film environment, and it's not campy like the '66 Batman, which, by the way, I feel like I was too harsh on. Um, you know, once you're kind of there, it's very difficult to make Robin work. Like it, it would be very difficult even to make uh, Damien work and he's actually you know batman's kid and he's crazier than batman is um which is i think we can all agree our children are crazier than we are right like because caden's a maniac damien's an interesting case but i i have to disagree i think that the bat family could absolutely work on screen they just have to try especially with the fact that dick grayson is once he either when he's with the teen titans or when he's with or when he's on his own, he is, Dick Grayson is my favorite comic book character of all time. And I would love to see a Nightwing solo film. I'll admit with the origin of Robin, it can be difficult to put on film. But I do, I do think that the an established Bat family absolutely can work on screen. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny you mentioned Bruce Tim. The best film of this era to me, is the animated Mask of the Phantasm. Jackie Saw. You ain't the bat. Who are you? What do you want? Your angel of death awaits. It's vigilantism at its deadliest. How many times are we going to let Batman cross the line? He didn't do it. Batman does not kill. Period. You want him, you get him. Time to pay for your sins, Mr. Bronski. You're gonna pay one way or another. No, please. Give me one more day. I swear I'll get the money. This time tomorrow, we'll have the money, or I'll have your heart. Pack a suitcase. We've got to get to the airport now. Your father, he was the one element that tied these gangsters together. Daddy doesn't matter anymore. Alpha 3 to ground. We have him. Is it true? 
is the Batman hitting our people. Wrong. I've seen the guy. It ain't the bat. <laughs> this isn't a joke. How long till he gets you? What do you want? To find out who's iced the old gang. Don't wait up. Stay away. This is not your fight. You! There are 20 miles of tunnels under this place, and they're all filled with high explosives. <laughs> this madness ends now. from the team that did uh, the animated series, which I just think is super and did no business in the box office, but now is very well regarded. Oh. Isaac, are you a fan of Mass Phantasm? Absolutely. It is one of, if not, it's my favorite Batman movie that's was theatrical, theatrically released. It is amazing. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill is, are in, were and always will be the greatest Batman and Joker that have ever been put to screen. It created an amazing new villain with Phantasm. Unfortunately, they spoiled who it was with the toy marketing. Mm. But uh, it's it's an amazing movie, and it, it it's it's great. Yeah. What about you, Kate? Are you a fan of uh, Mask of Phantasm? I have never watched it. I want to watch it, and I do not want to spoil it for myself because I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, okay. Okay, well then, this, 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 this. Let's bring that brings us to the new era, which is the yeah. one that a lot of people, you know, this, this, this is when Batman. I mean, you, again, it, it was completely re-energized and it lay dormant for a while, and Chris Nolan breathes new life into it. It, it is, is different from Joel Schumacher and Tim Burton as they were from each other, and of course, it's the the Bat trilogy from Chris Nolan as Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Returns. Tell us, Mr. Wayne. What do you fear? How do you know my name? The world is too small for someone like Bruce Wayne to disappear. Your parents' death was not your fault. My parents deserve justice. I cannot let that pass. If you make yourself more than just a man, then you become something else entirely. Cheers. A legend, Mr. Wayne. Master Wayne, are you coming back for long, sir? As long as it takes to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. Bruce? Rachel? You were gone a long time. Yeah. Things are worse than ever down here. What chance does Gotham have when the good people do nothing? No mix survival suit for advanced infantry. Kevlar utility harness, gas-powered magnetic grapple gun. What's that? You want the tumbler? Oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. I spent a lot of time being scared for you. I heard you were back. The man who vanished never came back. He's here. Who? The Batman. 
dresses up like a bat clearly has issues. Um, although rises. they Dark Knight Rises, right? He didn't. He returned in Frank Miller's. He'd already part, returned. Right? Now he was just. He rising. already returned. He was He's just. Going he was to Right, of course, because as we know, the fire. Isaac, give me the fire rises. I can't do Bane. The fire rises. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it, it's uh, <laughs> hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing this plane. Um, <laughs> so, so, Caden, uh, where do you feel? You know, now that some time has passed, that the Nolan trilogy ranks in sort of your estimation of the Batman movies and tell us a little bit about you and your dad seeing those movies together. I honestly think like for when I watched them, I think I was probably a little bit too young to fully appreciate them. Mm. Yep. Me too. Yeah. And I haven't seen them since, and I really need to rewatch them. Uh, but I still, I think the, the dark Knight is in my opinion, like it is, the best Batman movie. It is not my favorite, though. Right. Which we already know is 1989's Batman. No, his favorite is... I think you said Batman Returns is your favorite. I said I'm Batman wrong. Returns, yeah. Oh, I, I stand corrected. There and you his go. favorite is Batman 1992's Returns. 1992's Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, Caden, um, I remember uh, you watched Batman Begins, and then, for some reason... I don't know why. I I walk into our room and I find you and you are starting The Dark Knight Rises having not watched The Dark Knight. And I leaped on the remote control uh-huh. like it was a grenade. Like it yeah. had just started. I believe in Harvey Dent. I was like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, play that no, phaser order. <laughs> you have to watch The Dark Knight first. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. Okay, it's a good thing he stopped you. So, of the three, I assume Dark Knight for you, Caden, is your favorite of the three? Yeah, then very closely Batman Begins, because I also really like Batman Begins. Mm. Yeah, I do too. I'm a big fan of Batman Begins. I've always been a huge fan of Ra- Rachel Ghoul, and I have to say... I don't love, love ba- Rachel Ghoul and Batman Begins. I was happy he was in the movies, but it was such a great um, adaptation of Batman. I just felt like it had a little Tim Burton in it because you had parts of Gotham City that were still really stylized and on a soundstage, and then part of it was Chicago. So I love when he just finally gave up on that in Dark Knight, and it was just like, okay, Gotham City is going to be basically Chicago rather than we're not going to have this Anton first you know, fantasy city, you know, this nightmare of urban planning. But uh, it, it's, uh, you know, um, but I, I really love Batman Begins. Isaac, you mentioned you saw these two early. Um, I, yeah, I I think I, I've, I don't think I saw them too young. I was, I saw them old enough to understand them, but I've definitely understood more about them and more mm-hmm. and just the, about the plot and the story as it's gone on. But yeah, I love the the first two. I think Batman Begins is amazing. I think it's a really good origin. I like Rachel Ghoul in it, although he's not particularly at that type of Rachel Ghoul that I would want to see again. I prefer, of course, David Warner as Rachel Ghoul, and of course, 
the original racial goal created by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. But I, I did enjoy that interpretation. I, I liked, uh, Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that we'll have a more accurate Scarecrow in the years to come, whether in the Batman or whatever James Gunn is doing. But I really did enjoy, uh, he, Batman. He was great Scarecrow in Oppenheimer. Oh, wait, he wasn't Scarecrow in that. <laughs> And then, of course, there's The Dark Knight, which I think is the best movie that has Batman in it, but it's not the best Batman movie. Mm, interesting. It, it's it's the best, yeah. It's the best movie when it comes to how about plot, acting, characters, set design, all of that. But when it comes to bat, a Batman, like a Batman story, then I prefer uh, some other things over it. But and then there's The Dark Knight Rises, which I just don't like. I, I know some people do, but I, I just, I really don't like it. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I remember it, actually seeing it's just, that. It. I remember seeing that 10 minutes in IMAX where they showed the first 10 minutes of Dark Knight and being absolutely blown away. And I I think part of the, maybe the problem for Dark Knight, which I still love, um, it never tops that first 10 minutes. That first 10 minutes is so brilliant. And I love it. And it's amazing. I'm not a fan of the two face story in that movie. I love, I love the Joker story. And then I just feel it goes on too long. That whole third act, I'm not a fan of, but you know, it's hard. It, it, you can't deny that the dark Knight is a, a towering achievement in, you know, superhero cinema, you know, and maybe in cinema as well. Although I do think that I've seen a lot of people's top 10 lists, which I think is freaking nuts, but it's, it's, it's a great superhero movie. Ash, what do you, what, what do you think? And, this thing that's coming out about maybe seeing it too young. When do you show a kid? When do you, when, you know, as much as you might love something, when's it too soon to show you? And I don't mean for morality, like, oh, no, there's language, there's nudity. Who cares? No, 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 I know. But yeah, when's like, it too soon to show a kid something you love and missing the window? You know, that's, I, I wrestle that question all the time. Um, and the the rule I've always tried to follow is, Caden, will tell me if he's not ready and he'll have all kinds of ways of telling me he's not ready. And, uh, I, I've never, you know, tried to kind of push things onto Caden. Although like, if it's something like there's something is going to be on the big screen for the first time in 30 honking years, then I'm like, Hey mm-hmm, kid, mm-hmm, let's go mm-hmm. do this. But it's not a, we're going, I mean, Caden, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, but I like to think that I say, Hey, I'd love to go see this. Are you interested? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's 100% right. Interesting. I have a couple of things that go into it, you know. One obviously my wife's uh, feelings, I got to respect, you know, what Naomi feels. So if she feels a movie's inappropriate, then I'm not going to show it them unless it's Scarface. Um and but I I don't believe in showing like, you know, I want to it's very important that I respect her feelings first and foremost. Then two is Again, like I said, I don't care about language. I don't care about violence. I don't care about nudity. What I do care about is intensity. Like, I won't show him Taxi Driver yet. You know, I won't show him The Exorcist. Like, there's certain (laughs) movies, like, I don't feel are appropriate for a a 14-year-old, right? You know, and also something with more complex themes, like something like Body Heat. Like, we're going to see Double Indemnity in November. But I wouldn't show him Body Heat, not because of the sex, but because I feel like... He needs to be a little older to appreciate the themes of the movie, right? And and, and to follow the story, yeah. And the thing about you know the the Dark Knight 
in particular is that it is very much an adult movie. Not like, you know, like in the Paul Rubin sense, but like, but it's, it's very much an adult movie. Um, very adult themes, um, very adult emotions. It is not screwing around. Um, it has things on its mind. It is, uh, it's just incredibly like intelligent. I think Isaac nailed it. It's like, it is easily um, the best film of the Batman films. And, I, you know, I don't know if I would say that I would consider it um, top 10 uh, films of all time, but I would definitely, I would at least put it like in the AFI 100 somewhere. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, and, you know, you know it, it, we can disagree, but it's like, but I think that it's just, it's a, it's a great film. Um, and I happen to, I love the, uh, the, the Two-Face story. I think that's the point of the film and that the, the Joker is a tremendous uh, character who midwifes a lot of the, the theme. And he kind of carries a lot of the theme with him and he kind of brings out um, who Batman is. And again, you know, the, the thing that's great about Batman is there's a lot of different colors that you can paint with when you're talking about Batman. And what Christopher Nolan was interested in, particularly in The Dark Knight, was, you know, a, a Batman story as a as a crime story. Like, not as a detective movie, so much as he's not following a clue trail, but he is up against... Um, you know, these, these forces that are inside of Gotham city that are bigger than he is. They are, you know, bigger than the police force that challenge him. Um, and they challenge his, his resourcefulness and, uh, they challenge, you know, his, his beliefs and all of those things. And I think, you know, it comes down to, to little moments in that film, like Lucius Fox saying, I'm going to build this thing for you and we're going to do this. You know, but when it's over, I'm done. I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like it's stuff like that that to me is is just incredibly fascinating. Um, I do think Dark Knight Rises is easily the the weakest of the three, but I do think that there are things in Dark Knight Rises that are worthy, uh, like the um, the fight with Bane uh, in the beginning in the in the sewer is is awesome. It's a great fight, and what's really great about it, and maybe I am misremembering this. Um, but it wasn't too long ago that I watched it. Uh, Nolan had the brains to not score that fight. It wasn't scored, mm. no. And was. that's just such an amazing choice. Um, I, I think that it suffered from, I, I think it suffered from from script problems, honestly. Like, I think it was just kind of all over the place. But yeah. there was potentially something fascinating in there. And I, I think it got hosed up a little bit. Like, I don't know that Nolan quite ever figure out how to recover from the fact uh, that we we all as people who love art um experience the terrible loss of uh, of Heath Ledger who I think was originally intended to be a, a huge part of what that movie was going to be um and it just it, it never quite pulled itself together yeah. but there's really interesting stuff um in that movie whether or I not I agree it, with it that and, you know, for me also, you know, one of my problems with Batman Returns is that Batman is almost like a guest star in his own movie. And I think that with well, Dark Knight, with Dark Knight Rises, that's kind of the case to a certain extent as well. And I like Batman. He's one of the few superheroes, like, I really want to be with him rather than the rogues gallery, because usually the rogues gallery is more interested in the hero. In this case, I think the hero is, you know, in a way has a lot of villainous qualities. So I really enjoy being with the hero. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, but Isaac, what do you think about 
what we've talked about and also about what we talked about in terms of introducing you guys to movies in general. Well, I, I definitely agree with how you guys have been introducing us to movies. I think we've, I think there's only been a few times where it hasn't worked out. So I think whatever you, whatever you guys are doing, it's working. Yeah. And uh, for the dart for, I agree with what you're saying. I think that that's the problem with the Burton and Schumacher movies is that it focuses too much on the villains and not as much on Batman. Joel Schumacher was trying to do that with Batman forever, but it uh it that's not ex- ended up what happening, and there was a lot of deleted stuff from there. And The Dark Knight Rises, I think, also does suffer from that problem. I and I think what makes it even worse is I just don't like. Bane in that movie. I can't understand him and he's not Bane. He is just he he's not Bane. I mean, he's better than whatever they did in Batman and Robin, but he uh. he's it just it doesn't feel like Bane. Hmm. The the Bane that I is the Bane that I prefer the most is from uh the from Batman Arkham Origins, not Arkham Asylum and City. I don't think he was done well in that, but in Origins, like he's he feels like Bane. I mean, he's still smart, like he is in um, Dark Knight Rises, but he felt more like the Bane from Nightfall and from the comics. And mm-hmm. I also think that Bane just didn't. He wasn't important towards the third act. The Talia Al Ghul reveal was done horribly, and I just don't think that she needed to be in that story. No, and I don't. And not. I I just think that. That there was no real place for Talia. And if there was a place for Talia, it should have been a bigger focus of the movie. Totally. And she's dreadfully miscast as Talia too. Yeah. Um, so we, overall though, this consensus, don't you think, Kane, tri- triumphant. These are, this is a great film trilogy, uh, you know, uh, some really spectacular Batman action and um, just terrific overall. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Probably the most consistent series of Batman films, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. And then there was a nice little break for a while. Um, There's that wonderful documentary, Bat Kid, which if people haven't seen it, they should check it out. Right, Isaac? It is amazing. It's a tearjerker, but it's it's one of the best Batman films there is. Yeah, what's it about? Uh, Basically, it's a documentary about a kid who, who tragically was diagnosed with cancer. And they went to the Make-A-Wish Foundation and he wished that he could be Batman for a day. And a ton of people came together to truly make a spectacular event for him, for his wish and allow him to be Batman for a day. And luckily he recovered. And I think he's now around me or Caden's age. I'm not sure. How did they arrange for him to hunt down a serial killer inside of one day? (laughs) Well, you know, they called you. And you were mm. available, and <laughs> <laughs> he's Batman. Exactly, he's not Batman. Give uh, him like the billions of dollars as well. That would be great. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be really good. No, but yeah. it's a it's a great documentary, and I'd recommend it cool. to anyone. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's it's on. I think it's on Max, and it's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's called Bat Kid Begins. Bat Kid Begins. He hasn't returned yet, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, Hasn't returned or rised yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He hasn't exactly. forevered either. 
But if that means the cancer <laughs> hasn't returned, let it be a one shot. We don't need to. We don't need a sequel. So, uh, so that's good. Um, but uh, speaking of things that'll make you sick, we're oh, about God. to get to the no. uh, Zach, the Zack Snyder uh, films. Um, where right, where are you? <laughs> come on. Oh, so, come look, on. you know, look. Obviously, before we get to Matt Reeves' film. Um, hey, what uh, about Lego Batman? We got to do that. Oh, yeah, Snyder. yeah, so yeah Lego of Batman. course. Well, about Lego after Batman. Snyder. After Snyder. Okay, so, okay. so this, this, the Snyder films, Batman versus Superman. the records show that this committee holds him responsible. That's how it starts. The fever. The rage that turns good men. Cruel. This bat vigilante is like a one-man reign of terror. You don't get to decide what the right thing is. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. This means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. People hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing. You never did. Do you know the oldest lie in America, Senator? The devils don't come from hell beneath us. They come from the sky. 20 years in Gotham, how many good guys are left? How many stayed that way? He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. Wait, wait, it didn't have a colon. Yeah, that's where the shit comes out. No, it Batman versus Superman. Batman. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Thank you, thank you very much. So I'm I, not going from notes. I'm just going. I don't want to remember it. Okay, yeah. I have to. Uh, 
and then they're the 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 two versions of Justice League. So and I, like, Suicide Squad. And, and Suicide Squad. So how how, how much is the Snyder uh, Snyder films? Uh, you know, where are you in terms of uh, your appreciation uh, of these films and the way it portrayed Batman? Or is this sort of off your radar? What what it what it mean to you, Caden? These these films and and how do you uh, feel dealt with Batman? I don't think any of the films did Batman very well. Even though I'd say the uh, was it 2022 when they released Snyder Cut? Uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021. Okay. Yeah. I, even, that even though that is a a really good film, I just don't think Batman's great in it, and I don't think he's and he's. Any, but I mean, he's worse in the 2016 version of Justice League. He feels like a Marvel character in that one. But like, he's still just like not good in Dawn of Justice and in the Snyder Cut, in my opinion. Mm. Isaac, I know you're not a fan of these films. But, okay. you know, again, you know, there are a lot of people that do like these films. It's like, what works for you? Um. Isaac, did we lose you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Ben Affleck's good in it. If he had a if he had a good script, I think he'd be good in the role. It's another thing where people didn't understand the casting, and I do kind of like the costume. They got the coloring right. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of a little over designed, and I don't like the large bat, although it's accurate to Dark Knight Returns. But right, and I, I mean that's really all I can say. I, I know this is a pos- uh, this is a positive podcast, but I hate the Snyder Batman. I, I mean, I, I hate it with a passion. It doesn't That's get back. abundantly clear. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it. I just, I okay, have. We get it. We get it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We get it. Ashley, uh, you know, I, both the kids don't seem particularly fond of this era of Batman. Uh, are you? So I, I have uh, very mixed feelings. I, um, I think that uh, first of all, and it's interesting how it kept happening. But the uh, the the certainly the theatrical of uh, Batman v Superman is a disaster, um, and the Joss Whedon uh, Justice League is a disaster, and it's not even an interesting disaster. Um, that said, the um, the well, the ultimate edition, I guess, of uh, Batman v Superman kind of capitalizes on something that I was thought was interesting at the, at the core of that movie, which is whenever that movie is a Batman film about Superman, it's really good. When it's a Superman film doesn't work so hot. Um, The, the real issue with it, I think ultimately is, is probably um, how Lex Luthor fits into all of it. And how Doomsday fits into all of it, and at yeah. the end, it's- wait, 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 that was Lex Luthor. Yes, yeah. you know, I was sure. I mean, look, he's as he is as accurate to like and in as interesting uh, representation of Luthor as we understand him from the comic books as Gene Hackman is. Okay, it's like they have as much relationship to that character what? as what? as each other, but but. It, it's irrelevant because my point is that I, I don't like that particular interpretation. I don't think it helps anything. Um, and I don't think that Doomsday helps anything because Batman doesn't have anything to do at the end of that film. Yeah, he's but, just like, it's just like, yeah, I'd like adding on to that. I think that I think the Ultimate Edition or whatever it's called is like, I think it's decent. Like when it is like about Batman, which is mainly in that first half. But then it suddenly becomes a Lex Luthor is doing things and 
Batman and superhero are here too, I guess, and no, no, Superman died. Spoilers. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So it back. really quite collect and work, but I don't know. And, you know, in the, um, in the, the Snyder cut of Justice League, look, you know, like it, don't like it, love it, hate it. It's, it is, it's a hell of an interesting experiment, number one. Um, you know, that, uh, that first of all, that it even happened. Um, secondly, the story about like why it happened the way that it, that it happened. Um, and I, I think that there's a lot going on in that film that's really interesting. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of, of how it's perceived is, 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 is colored either positively or negatively by the existence of the Joss Whedon film. Um, and by a, a lot of things that exist outside of the context of what Snyder is doing, which is, look, what what he does really well is he is really great with a mise-en-scene, right? He is really great at kind of at, at setting up a shot and just creating like really beautiful pictures. Yep. But what that relies on, his storytelling, if you look at kind of what's happened with his films, so Watchmen, okay, his Watchmen theatrical cut, wasn't really great. It was fine. Honestly, I think that the third act, frankly, fixes what's wrong with the issue 12 of, uh, of Watchmen, um, which I have like a billion freaking copies of. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, the extended version of that, which includes like the animated tales of the Black Freighter, like when it scopes out, suddenly it becomes really interesting. And I think that the same is true of, uh, of his Justice League film. And what it tells me is the man should not be making movies. He should be making TV. Mm, interesting. <laughs> it's like, because that's essentially like what he did. Like the, the, uh, his, his Justice League is that. Um, it, but I'm like, I, I hear, you know, what, you know, what Caden and Isaac are saying about Batman. There's just, there is something like I love, I, and I didn't expect to. But I actually I quite love Ben Affleck as a uh, as uh, as Batman. I think he works. He's yeah, not my I did favorite, too. but you know, but he's good, right? He he's like there's something that he's doing that's really interesting. Like, and even you know, going back to that, he's the, not uh, the, Sean Connery, like, but he doesn't embarrass himself. I I don't hate Ben Affleck as Batman. I just don't really like the way the character is written. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. The writing, yeah. the writing is the writing and the lighting are the biggest problems yeah. with those films. Yeah, it's like hey, that rhymes. He uh, Ben Affleck is he's a you you believe him as Bruce Wayne and you believe him as a Bruce Wayne who is basically a a suit that uh, that Batman is wearing. Yeah, I I think he's I think he's like he's a really good Bruce Wayne. Honestly, I think that's I think that's the strongest part of his Batman is his Bruce Wayne. Hmm. I have to say, Isaac mentioned Lex Luthor. And, you know, I was saying how I love Gene Hackman, despite the fact that he's not, you know, uh, true to to the con. And then then Isaac says, and then Isaac says, hold on. And he said, I want you to watch something. And he puts on Clancy Brown on Superman, the animated series. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so great. Clancy Clancy Brown Brown is so great as Lex Luthor. He's the best Lex Luthor. And Batman is great in all those. In the Superman, the animated series, where he's dating Lois Lane, and uh, Justice League. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and oh, Batman Beyond's just great. It's such a shame they didn't make that Batman Beyond movie that came so close to happening. Tantalizingly close. 
I mean, the the Batman Beyond series is amazing. It's Spider-Man, but in a Batman world mixed with Blade Runner and an Iron Man suit. So it's it's yeah. perfect. Kevin Conroy is back as an old Bruce Wayne. And the film tie-in is one of the best Batman films ever made. Yeah. Well, I know you guys aren't overly enamored with uh, 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 the, the the Snyder stuff, but um, I think something we can all agree on is how wonderful and how surprising the Lego Batman movie was, wasn't it, Kate? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, like I like it. Still, yeah, it still really surprises me how like really good that movie is. It's like that is probably the second best Lego movie outside of the Lego movie. I yeah. I would disagree. I think that Lego Batman movie is the best Lego movie. It I and it's not just the one of the best Lego Bat movies. It's one of the best Batman movies in general. It gets the character perfectly and it does an amazing story with the Bat family and Robin and Alfred and Batgirl. And I it's I just think it's amazing. And it's one of the few good multiversal stories. Mm. Yes, no parents. And how great is Will Arnett? He's 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 uh he's one of he's amazing. He yeah. does he does it perfectly. Yeah, he yeah, really does. As yeah. Joe Batman. Oh, Joe Bluth. Um, okay. So that I brings also, us... Okay, go ahead. Uh, may I bring up the fact that, like, I feel like the reason one of that film works well is because, like, it also takes advantage of the fact that you are in a Lego world. Like, mm -hmm. which is like, which is like, I think the more the Lego films do that, the better they are usually. I know we're not talking about... The Lego films in general, but like we'll get there. When they do that, like it, the film just becomes much more creative and pleasing to look at as well. Yeah, well, everything was truly awesome about that movie, and uh, another movie that I think a lot of us really liked. And I mean, it started. I remember when Isaac and I saw the trailer for the Batman, and we're like, if Matt Reeves screws this up, we're going to be really upset, and we were not upset. And of course, that's uh, last year's uh, the Batman. Your secret friend. Underneath the bridge. Who? Top of sprung a leak. And the animals I've trapped. Having a clue. Let's play a game. Just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? Celebrity. Why is he writing to you? If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind? The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance.
which debuted in theaters uh, early 2022. Um, Caden, uh, where, thank you, Isaac. Where, where does, uh, where does the Batman go on your, uh, on, on your uh, list of best and worst Batman movies? So the Batman's an interesting case because the theater that we saw it at for the one time that we saw it was really bad. Mm. So that kind so that ruined a lot of the experience and it put me in a pretty bad mood. So mm. I like not a bat mood, a bad mood. Mm. I'm not a bat mood. I was not in a bat mood. Uh, but like, I thought it was good. I like, I just didn't really see like where every like what everyone else saw with it being like super excellent. I think it works really well as a detective story. Mm. Like, but it like in sometimes it doesn't really feel like a Batman film. And also, I think that uh, that like that the Bruce Wayne part of Batman is also just done not great, mm. in my opinion. Okay, well, Isaac, where are you where are you on that? I think you felt a little differently, but then you didn't have a miserable experience seeing it like they did, or when I went with my I dad had, to see the boys from Brazil, and the ceiling was leaking, and the rain was coming in on us, but I didn't want to leave. <laughs> Well, uh, with I haven't seen Boys in Brazil, but I don't think I will now. But uh, with the uh, Batman, I it's my favorite live action Batman movie. I think it's amazing. I think it gets the character really well, and it just kind of puts you in that world. I I don't really remember the theater experience, but I remember it being uh, really good. And. Uh, to counter with what you're saying about the Bruce Wayne part, I think it's, I don't think that the Bruce Wayne part was done bad. I don't think it's the best Bruce Wayne we've ever gotten, but I think that was the point. I think the a big part of the movie was that he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne and it's a part of him to grow. And I think in the sequel, we'll see him being a lot more like the billionaire playboy philanthropist that he, that Bruce Wayne is traditionally known as. Hmm. Yeah, I, wow. I can I can kind of agree with that in a way. I think like I think that's definitely something that they could they could expand on in the sequels, I agree. and that would probably work really well. But I see, I think like in that film, I think there was some attempt to like focus on the Bruce Wayne part of him, and it just like it just didn't work for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you guys, this is a really interesting look at uh, the Batman saga. And uh, obviously this podcast is named after the great Robert Evans or based on his book, The Kid Stays in the Picture, where the kid stays in the podcast. And uh, a, a one of very, a million great quotes he had was, I get a lot from all young people. I make movies for young people. If I made movies for people my age, no one would see them. I hang with young people all the time. So I think Ashley and I have the benefit of your insights and your critique 
and your knowledge. And we're very lucky. And I think hopefully the audience will benefit as well from your bat tease. No, that, that's not a word. From your, <laughs> from your, uh, okay, Ex, I'll have to come. Expertise. Expertise. Okay. I like it. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. A long way around the horn, but we got there. Yeah, we'll we get there. there. But uh, I got to say, it's always a pleasure hearing your perspective on the movies we loved, the movies we love, and the movies we will see again. So to sum up, I'd love to know, Caden, Favorite Batman movie and least favorite? Uh, favorite Batman movie, Batman Returns, and least favorite Batman movie, movie would probably be uh, Batman and Robin. Okay. Isaac? Uh, my favorite Batman movie is a tie between uh, Mask of the Phantasm and Return of the Joker, and my least favorite Batman movie is Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Wow. Interesting, guys. Well, as always, it's it's such a delight for us to see you guys following in our footsteps with a passion for movies. And I think one thing that Ashley and I both say is, doesn't matter if you feel the same way about the movies, we just want you to have the experience of seeing them and deciding for yourself. And hopefully the people who are listening, it'll be the same with them and their families. You know, it, it give them a chance to experience the stuff that you love, but don't necessarily expect them to uh, feel the same way. But uh, I think we have a lot, we, 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 every week we do the show, there's a lot to learn from you guys. And I thank you. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. And uh, so lucky to uh, have the kids stay in the podcast. Right, Asha? Oh, always. You know, and as long as they say exactly like what we tell them to say and agree with us in all ways. As long as they stay oh, in the podcast. Oh, did I miss the point of this? Oh, no. What, what was the line in the Manchurian Candidate? Uh, there were many. What, no, no, the famous line in Manchurian Candidate. Uh, uh, it was, um, God, what was it? He says, uh, oh, Raymond Shaw is the kindest, bravest, warmest, most wonderful man I've ever known in my life. And he just, they repeat it over and over in a monotone expression. So it's like, yes, we don't want you to parrot exactly the way we feel, but Raymond Shaw was the most wonderful, perfect person. <laughs> so, uh, but, and that's a movie that I think is, is I think I, I can't speak for Caden, but I know Isaac will love The Manchurian Candidate. It's politics, it's mystery. It has great, a great cast. Um, uh, you know, it's a Cold War classic and it has the uh, assassination of a major political figure at its core. And given how you felt about JFK, I have a feeling you will love the maturing candidate. Well, I'll, I'll add that to the list. Add that to the list. Ashley, you got a movie you want to recommend to Caden and we'll check back in with him to see what he thinks. Oh my God. Um, I, uh, I was completely unprepared for that question. I always have movies that I want to recommend to, to Caden. Actually, I'll tell you what I'm going to throw out to, to Caden because um, seven of the Sharknado movies. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know how much, um, you know, you love, uh, the Denis Villeneuve, uh, Dune film and you're looking forward to, uh, to the, to Dune two electric boogaloo. Uh, I think that you should check out uh, David Lynch's Dune. I think that should be your homework. Remember the tooth. So I, the kids are like, why are we doing this podcast? We're going to get homework. But Isaac has to watch <laughs> Manchurian Candidate. Caden has to watch Dune 1984. 
Oh, and I forgot to tell you. There's Robert one more Evans, Robert Evans had another great quote, which I think really is important to keep in mind when we sit here and debate and disagree. Fighting is healthy. I can't do it with like my septum deviated the way he, he in that great, deep, dark Robert Evans coke-addled voice. If everyone has too much reverence for each other or for the material, results are invariably underwhelming. It's a reverence that makes things sizzle. It's a reverence that gives you the shot at touching magic. And hopefully you feel we touched a little magic this week and we'll be back to touch some more magic next week here on the Kids Stay in the Podcast. So on behalf of Caden Miller, Isaac Altman, Ashley Edward Miller, and myself, Mark A. Altman, we need it. We need an outro. We it's not going to be keep on trucking. No, uh, no we, need, we need like a little, like something pithy to say, like, you know, keep on kidding. No, keep <laughs> on kidding. Gloriously, of course, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, look, keep staying in the podcast. We'll work yeah. on it and we'll come yeah, back we'll to you with a new one on next it. week. Okay. So we'll see you keep, next week here on the kids stay in the podcast. Until then, have a great week. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank <laughs> you.